This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 407. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 407. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I'm so excited to be kicking off another week with you. And I hope your week is off to a great start. And if it's not, if your Monday is extra Monday, I get it. I hear you. I see you. I've been you. So I'm sending you a little extra love today if your week is off to a rough start. And also know that listening to this is already a step in the right direction to turn things around. So whether or not your Monday is off to a great start or not so awesome start, I got you. I got you covered. We are going to do great things together today and it's going to start with this episode. So before we dive in, I got to tell you, holy cow, Shameless Mom Con is just around the corner on March 26th, 27th and 28th in Seattle, Washington, and tickets are like 70% sold out. Yeah. So if you don't have a ticket to Shameless Mom Gone and you want to come, you better get your little buns to our invitation at shamelessmomcon.com and grab yourself a ticket. 
Here's the deal. We have just a handful of early bird tickets left and just a handful of buddy tickets left. And I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. We actually added a few more of those to the stock to get people in and give you the best pricing possible. But I'm telling you now, those tickets will be gone January 30th. That is the cutoff for all early bird tickets and for buddy tickets. So if you want to come to Shameless MomCon, if you're looking for an amazing event with moms from around the country flying into Seattle for a little three-day adventure together, this is for you. This is a place for you to come and listen to amazing speakers. We have women talking about your mindset around money, your mindset around imposter syndrome, your mindset around being the only one in the room and things that you might think isolate you, but actually help unite you with other women. We have amazing, amazing moms coming in to talk. And our guests this year are none other, our guest speakers this year are none other than Katie Kremitzos, who I love and adore. Katie is the host of the Women's Meditation Network podcast. And she is a badass. So she's been in the podcast industry for years. She and her husband are like the OGs of podcasting. And she's been serving moms for years. So she used to have a company called Biz Women Rock. Now she has the Women's Meditation Network and she's just a spitfire and she's sassy and she's fun. And then we have Laura Cathcart Robbins, who is a writer a speaker from LA and she has a podcast called The Only One in the Room that it was inspired by her own experience being the only black woman in the room at an event for 600 writers and she has an amazing story around addiction, around being a single parent, around showing up as the mom who was drunk as the president of the PTA. She's going to be talking about her Only One in the Room stories. We have Naomi Clark who's going to be talking about money mindset and how she got herself out of debt and totally changed her mindset around money. We have Sarah Lucas, who's going to be talking about imposter syndrome and especially how it shows up for women in the workplace and how she is working to overcome that for herself in the workplace and support other women through the same thing. I mean, these speakers are just blowing me away. We have other speakers and panelists being announced shortly. So just know that you're going to be an amazing, amazing company. You are going to get so fired up about your life, your purpose, your mission in this world when you come to this event. So With all of that said, if you haven't gotten your ticket, pop over to shamelessmomcon.com so that you can do that now before prices go up. And um, yeah, and before tickets sell out, because I will tell you, last year we sold out at 50 tickets. We're already at 70 or so this year. We only have space for 100 people, and that's a firm number. So get your tickets now. If you have not gotten a ticket and you want to find a buddy, you can post in our Shameless Mom Every Damn Day group. That's our free Facebook group for all moms. You can post in there and ask people to be your buddy. You don't have to hang out with each other. You might want to, but you don't have to. If you just want a buddy to get a good deal on ticket prices, that totally works. So find a buddy that you can share that ticket price with so that you can come for the best rate because I want you to get there. We have moms coming who've never flown before, who've never flown alone before, who've never left their kids before. I mean, we're going to be shattering records all over the place. So it's going to be a phenomenal event. So I'm going to go ahead and move on from that, although I really could spend this whole episode talking about how excited I am about Shameless MomCon because I'm so, so pumped. I know how full of magic it is after hosting it last year and it just, it changed my life and the life of everyone who attended. So I'm I'm a little bit excited about it for this year. But we have an important topic today. Really, really important topic. I think this will be interesting for you. This is a little bit behind the scenes of some conscientious changes I made in 2019 and how that played out. And here's the thing. It didn't play out perfectly. It actually (laughs) didn't play out well at all in some cases. And so I'm going to talk to you about 
one of the things I did at the beginning of 2019 to make some conscientious changes and habits at the beginning of the year, specifically around three behaviors. And I'm going to talk to you about how that played out, how successful it was or not so much. And I think you'll learn a lot. And the reason I think this is important is I think it's important that we look at hey, this is what I tried to do. And how did that go? I'm constantly talking about data collection and collecting evidence. And I think you can do that in a way that is non-judgmental, where you're not doing it in a really critical way to sit in judgment of yourself and to bash yourself or put yourself down. But you can look at it from a really neutral standpoint and recognize, did this work? Did it not work? Why? Why not? None of it means that you're a good or bad person. It just is what it is. And what can I learn to move forward? And what can I carry with me moving forward? And so let's dive in. So I decided at the beginning of 2019 that I wanted to quit three things in 2019. I wrote them on a post-it note and I put them up, that post-it note up next to my computer and it was there all year long. And so I will say at the beginning of the year, you know, in traditional form, I was gangbusters on these three things. I mean, just killing it day after day. And then, you know, it got to be like February. (laughs) And so there was definitely, as often happens, a lot of momentum out of the gates with these three goals, these three things I wanted to quit for the year. And there was some momentum out of the gate and then there was some stalling, but there was a general awareness around these habits because here's the thing, even if you don't meet goals, but you just write them down and you just put them in front of yourself and you regularly see them, you will still make progress because of that awareness. And so there's still the potential for growth, even if you completely miss the mark. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think we miss that a lot. I think we think, well, if I didn't meet the goal, I lost everything. You know, like what was the point? There was nothing to win, nothing to learn. Nothing was actually successful. And that's just not true. So let me share with you the first of the three things I was going to quit in 2019. The first one, and I mean, I can't even say it without laughing. I said I was going to quit being on social media after 8 p.m. (laughs) And I mean, I'm not going to lie. It didn't go well. (laughs) And so for a while, I tracked this. So I actually, if you have been in my membership community over at Momentum Mamas, you all have access to my habit tracker. And I tracked this on my habit tracker. So the habit tracker is something where you can track a habit for up to, you can track it for any amount of days that you want. But at that time, I had set out to try to track this habit for 30 days. And I don't know that I made it more than three consecutive days before I like completely failed. But here's the deal. I had a lot of awareness around my social media use in the evening. So I definitely was on social media less in the later evening than previously. And I was also using social media in a different way than previously, which was really valuable. But in terms of like being off of social media after 8 p.m. every single night for 2019, yeah, that did not happen. So here's what happened instead. I was aware that this was something I really wanted to work on, and I was aware of why it was problematic. And so why it was problematic is because there's certain things that I see on social media that can either get my mind going. So I manage multiple Facebook groups. If I see a post in a Facebook group that's particularly heavy or sad or you're even excited, like someone has a big, huge win, I have an emotional response to that and then I can't sleep. (laughs) And so when I see many of you posting in either our free group or over in one of our membership communities or my mastermind community, and you're posting about like, oh my gosh, I just got the promotion and I can't believe it. And this is so exciting. 
I get really excited. And then I start thinking about like, oh, I just love this community and it's so great. And how else can I serve them? And how should we grow it? And blah, blah, blah. Like, and then I don't sleep. On the flip side of that is if someone posts something and they're like, oh my gosh, I just got devastating news. I don't know what to do. I can't sleep. And so I had to really learn that I need to be aware of how social media impacts me. Another thing that happens is that if I see something really nasty on social media, not necessarily relative to me or relevant to me, but just, you know, nasty things that happen on social media all the time, I get really triggered by that. And so if I were to see someone, you know, in a really ugly political conversation, really, you know, tearing someone down, I can't help but not but get emotional over that and have an emotional response and want to engage and want to like defend the person who I think deserves to be stood up for. And like, that's just who I am. So I know that I need to not have that kind of engagement on social media in the evening. So here's how I changed things. While I was not successful in staying off of social media after 8 p.m., I did change how I engaged in social media after 8 p.m. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. 
So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So one of the things I like to do on social media at the end of the day is I like to watch people's Instagram stories. And I only watch a handful of people's Instagram stories. Like I don't just sit and mindlessly watch whoever happens to be next. I literally have like, I don't know, six or eight people that I watch routinely. And so when I use social media late at night now, it's this handful of six or eight women who I follow and I enjoy their stories very regularly. That's the thing I look at. I don't scroll mindlessly and just hope that like something triggering doesn't pop up. Instead, I'm conscientious about like, I'm only going to look at these people's stories tonight because they always make me laugh. They always make me feel good. They always inspire me, things like that. They lift me up. And so that's how I, while I failed, if you want to, you know, classify this, while I failed at the goal of quitting social media after 8 p.m., I learned how to be a better social media manager after 8 p.m. so that it didn't impact my emotional state right before bedtime. So that's a win, right? And that's what I got from using data collection after the fact with this goal and looking back and reflecting on it rather than just saying like, did you do it or did you not? So really looking for that gray area allowed me to learn And I'll tell you, I'm a pretty black and white person. So if that resonates with you, if you're someone who tends to be hard on yourself and see things in black and white, I want to invite you to look at those gray areas and look at when you see something that maybe potentially could be designated a failure in your book, could you shift how you see it to recognize it as a win? This is something that happens all the time. We were actually doing year-end achievements in my business and leadership mastermind, Tenacious Mamas, the other day. And we had multiple mamas who were like, well, I feel like I didn't do this thing. And so, you know, I didn't meet this goal. So I feel like I didn't accomplish a lot this year. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you didn't meet that goal, but can we talk about these other three things that you did do that you didn't even set goals on? And then all of a sudden, some of these moms were able to really reframe the success of their year because they had been looking at one little thing that didn't happen and judging everything else based on that instead of looking at some of the other things that did happen that maybe weren't even written down as goals or desires. And so we often miss opportunities to see things from a different perspective or that more gray place when we classify everything as really black and white. Okay, so number two, the second thing I said I was going to quit in 2019 was procrastinating on my weekly tasks. And so in my mind, that meant something very specific for you that might sound really broad, but I have a handful of weekly tasks that are related to my work that I had gotten in the habit of putting off until Friday afternoon. And what was happening was that Friday, which is historically a day we all know and love, had become a little bit of an afternoon of dread. Like that Friday between noon and three had become this rat race of trying to get done everything I needed to get done for the show for the next week as quickly as possible before I had to go pick up Vinny. And it really made my Fridays not feel good. And I didn't love ending the week that way. And it just constantly, I felt like I closed out every week feeling like I barely made it through or I barely met my deadlines. And that really did not feel good. So what I decided to do the very first week of 2019, I mapped out in my calendar time every single week to do these weekly tasks. So I blocked out every Monday a block of time and every Thursday afternoon a block of time so that I had opportunities to be proactive on those days 
And I think I blocked, I know on Thursdays, I blocked out a two hour block. I think on Mondays, it's also a two hour block. But both of those days, I blocked a two hour block. And then on Fridays, instead of having task related things, I blocked out a two hour fun Friday event for myself. And so now I understand this is I have the massive luxury of creating my own schedule. I mean, with that comes like working evenings and weekends <laughs> fairly regularly and like checking in on things and not quote unquote non-work hours. So pros and cons to all of it. But I do have the luxury of creating my own schedule. So when you're like, oh, that must be nice to block out two hours of time, just know that, you know, I'm also up and working often by 6 a.m. to get in an hour of work before Vinny gets up. And so don't be too jealous. And also don't see this as something that's not attainable for you because you can do this in so many different ways. So anyways, on Fridays, I block out 10 to 12 or 12 to two as fun Friday. And so what I did was I took all those weekly tasks, I dumped them somewhere else in the week. So that by the time I got to Friday, I had a little room to breathe and I could look forward to Fridays again. And then that fun Friday time was a time for me to go have a massage, go get a pedicure, go shopping, go to Trader Joe's, go to Target. Or oftentimes I would just go sit at a bar at a restaurant and work for a couple hours and have lunch. And sometimes with a Diet Coke, sometimes with this bubble water, sometimes with a glass of wine. I mean, I'm I'm all kinds of fancy, like (laughs) all kinds of fancy over here. So this was something I could really look forward to. And that felt really, really good. So my success with this was actually great in terms of not procrastinating any longer on these specific tasks. I will say there's other things I still procrastinate on, but I felt like I made a lot of progress with this goal. So I will tell you, there's still certain things that are a little bit of a mad dash every week. I do not feel like I hit this goal 100% at all. I do not feel like I fully quit procrastination on my weekly tasks, but I feel like I really conscientiously made space to be more proactive and I made space to reward myself if that happened. And that's what I did with that fun Friday. Like if I didn't get my stuff done, then fun Friday didn't happen. And I will tell you, there was definitely some fun Fridays that did not happen because I didn't get my stuff done and I didn't get my weekly tasks done on time. And so I had to work. And so, you know, fun Friday was not fun Friday. It was sitting grinding Friday, (laughs) but that felt really, really good. And that felt like a big shift for me and blocking my calendar like that with repeating events every week. Oh my gosh, just gave me a ton of space. So I actually have gone through and done that again this year and I've done it in even like a bigger way. So now on Wednesdays and Fridays, I don't take calls, which is a new upgrade to my schedule. And I'm being really open about that. So now even my coaching clients who knows that know that I typically do calls on Tuesdays, sometimes Thursdays, they even when they need something exceptional, they'll say like, Hey, I know you don't do calls on Wednesdays and Fridays, but I'm just wondering, like, could we do this on a Thursday or a Monday or whatever? Because now everyone knows these boundaries. And that's also a really big win. I created a new boundary and I shared it. So now people are honoring it. That's huge. So I feel like I did make a lot of progress on quitting weekly procrastination, definitely did not hit perfection. So still a work in progress. And then the third piece, the third thing that I quit or that I wanted to quit in 2019, this is a really big one. And this is something I've always really struggled with. And I knew that it would be something that I would just have to continually practice. And I will say I definitely did not have 100% success with this, but I did again, make a lot of progress and I can see the impact of that progress, how it's showing up so powerfully in the beginning of 2020. So this is the one I'm most excited to share with you all. So I decided that I wanted to quit panicking over other people's opinions. If you are a people pleaser and or a perfectionist and or kind of type A and or a control freak, 
you know what I mean. If you are someone who gets an email and like your gut sinks and you like your heart starts to race and you're like, oh my gosh, like I did something wrong. I offended someone. I said the wrong thing. I messed up. I made a mistake. And you just panic internally over it. If that's you, we are related. (laughs) We share some DNA because that is me. And this is something I've always struggled with. And this is a big reason why I've had to have rules for myself around like checking email in the evening and (laughs) being on social media in the evening, not like having boundaries around how people can connect with me via text. I don't have alerts on my phone. And so I don't have like if I get new messages, I don't have my phone does not buzz because I'm very reactive to other people's needs. And especially if I feel like I've let someone down. And this will often cause a lot of mental turmoil and sleeplessness and anxiety. And like, it's just not good for anyone. And so I've had to be really conscientious as someone who is now in my third business that I've built and as someone who is increasingly building a business that is public facing. And whenever you're doing that, you set yourself up for much more feedback. And I'm putting feedback in quotes because it's often not construct, not that it's often not constructive, but it's sometimes not constructive. So I have had to really learn how to manage other people's stuff and protect my own energy. And that's really hard because I want everyone to love me. I want everyone to think I do great things every single day. I want everyone to be like, she's amazing. She's so inspirational and aspirational and she provides great value. And oh my gosh, I want to be just like Sarah Dean. Like who doesn't want that, right? And so it's hard when someone comes at me and they're like, yeah, so you're not, you're not awesome and you're not inspirational and your website sucks and your podcast is too political and the font on your website is the wrong color. Like, and these are things that I hear somewhat routinely. You talk too fast, (laughs) all sorts of things. And so I've had to learn how to really buffer myself against some of that. And so there's certain things that I've heard enough times where I'm like, cool, got it. I'm not for you. Totally fine. And that, especially when people are like, oh, you're too political. (laughs) fine. Like, I am not going to try to persuade you that I'm not like I don't set out to be political on the podcast, but I'm also not going to hide my core values. And my core values aren't necessarily like my political party. But my core values do definitely speak to what side of the political spectrum I'm on. And so I'm not going to hide my core values. And there's plenty of other podcasts that either make no reference to politics or make other references to politics that might make other people happy. So that I've gotten really comfortable with like, hey, if you feel ostracized by my core values, I highly recommend that you go find something, a show that makes you feel good about yourself, like by all means. And when people say I talk too fast, I'm like, well, you can slow it down on the app or you can move on. And there's plenty of people who talk slower. <laughs> so like that kind of feedback, I have learned to really blow off. But then there's times when people give feedback that cuts a little deeper or that calls me out on something. And so this happened last year on something really specific. Someone called me out on inclusiveness at Shameless Mom Con and the way that the speaker line, uh, the speaker lineup played out. And so I had publicly introduced part of the speaker lineup and it was myself, two other white women, and then an Asian woman. And I had someone reach out and say, hey, you know, this isn't representative of what you say you stand for. There's no black women on this panel or on your speaker list. You know, if you look at the numbers, it's like 25% women of color, three white women. And who are you really if this is what you say you stand for? And I was taken aback by the whole thing and immediately like, oh my gosh, did I screw up? And I felt so uncomfortable and worried and nervous and 
I thought if this one person saw it, a bunch of other people saw it. And then I felt like just a complete, complete idiot that like I hadn't seen it myself. And it wasn't that I hadn't seen it. It's that I was planning an event really, really quickly. And I was leveraging the relationships that I had that were awesome women who were right in front of my face who had already reached out to say like, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you are a gift. Like you are an amazing, talented speaker. You just, you know, offered to do this, to help me with this. My answer is yes. I have a super tight timeframe. You are local. You can help me. And so I said yes to the people who extended that invitation because I was on such a tight timeline. And I really, really should have said, I'm going to take some time to be more proactive about how I want to put together my speaker list. And I should have prioritized that over some other things related to the event. And I didn't. And I totally botched that. Like I completely owned it. I got on Facebook live. I talked about it. I talked about it in a podcast episode a while later. I had to really own that I messed up. And what happened with that situation is that when I first got that email, I went into that place of panicking, panicking over someone else's opinion and someone else's judgment. And I wanted to be defensive. I wanted to be like, don't you see how hard I'm working? Don't you see that I'm putting this event together so quickly to be of service to so many people? And like, don't you see me? (laughs) And, And I had to look at myself and be like, that's not what this is about. This isn't about someone seeing how hard I'm working. This is about someone feeling not seen by my actions. And I have to own that and I have to make a change. And that was really uncomfortable. And so part of panicking over other people's decision and trying to quit that is number one, learning how to be more discerning around like I can dismiss certain things. I don't need to be for everyone. And also there's certain things that I can't dismiss because I need to slow down, shut up and listen. And when I slow down and shut up and listen, it creates space for me to learn and it creates space for me to also share a lesson publicly that other people could learn from. And when I went on Facebook Live and talked about this, it was a huge learning opportunity for many people. I shared in our private Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook. You can go back and find that video is from somewhere in there from last, it would probably be last March sometime. And there was a lot of people that learned with me as I went through that experience and really owned that in a public way. And so part of that process was, okay, I need to do something about this. I need to be thoughtful about what I do about this because I need to be careful that I don't continue to be offensive in my choice of behavior or words or anything. And so I had to not panic. I had to sit down and really process and think about what do I want to do with this and how do I want to take care of this in the most thoughtful, considerate way. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. And so that was a huge lesson for me. Another thing that has happened more routinely that had happened in 2019 was some of the reviews that I got for the podcast. And so typically you all are so amazing. I mean, we have over 700 reviews, which is so many reviews, but also we have 2 million downloads. So there's like millions of you who haven't left reviews. So PS, go leave a review. (laughs) I mean, reviews do help the show a lot. So if you want to leave a review, please go do that over at shamelessmom.com slash review. Leave like two sentences. Let me know how the show's impacted you. It makes a huge difference. Um, It helps with my ratings and my rankings and what sponsors we get and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, we have 700 reviews, which are over 700, which is amazing, amazing, amazing. And we have almost all five-star reviews, but every once in a while, we get some sort of one or two star review and I always read them because I'm always in there reading because I'm always looking for our shameless mom of the week nomination. So I'm reading these and I have to say some of them cut a little deep and and then some of them I have to be dismissive of, but I want to share one in particular because I think this is a really good example of having to be discerning. So I got a review just a couple weeks ago and when I opened it up, it was someone who 
came back to leave a second review. So someone had left a five-star review and then came back with an updated review and they changed their rating from five stars to two stars. And so that right away, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) You went from thinking that this show is amazing to not so much? Like what's happening here? So I'm going to read this to you and then I'm going to kind of let you know my thought process around it. So the woman said, um, so this is a woman who had previously in her first review identified herself as a dog mom, not a baby mom. So just in in case that information is valuable to you, it's not super relevant to this um, to what she has to say, though. I think it's an interesting piece of the puzzle, though. Okay, so she said, update a review. Sarah seems to be promoting herself aggressively as a, quote, life coach and only has guests who are modeling this. I stopped listening because she only seems to have guests that have made up jobs that involve taking money from women without actually providing an actual service. So I read that and I was like, this is so interesting. And I already like I immediately was like, hold on. Remember, you are someone who does not panic over other people's opinions. And number two, because I got this review early in 2020. So this is just like, I don't know, a week and a half ago that I got this. Number two, I was like, I'm really working on not trying to change people who I am not here to change. Like this person has already decided they've stopped listening. They're like, they're never going to listen to this episode right here. And they're not a mom. So they're not like, this just isn't, <laughs> they're not my people. I'm sure maybe this person in their outside life is an amazing person, but I'm not trying to attract someone who doesn't want to dive into personal development. Who's not a mom. So I don't need to be super invested in someone's opinion when they're not really my ideal audience anyways. So I had to like kind of look at that and be like, okay, from a neutral standpoint, you know, how much does this matter? Do you need to make a change based on this? And then also how much truth is behind this? And so when I read it, I was like, this is so inaccurate because of course I had to go back and look at recent guests. I was like, okay, my recent guests aren't even life coach people. So I don't even know what she's talking about. Like three of my most recent guests have been people who've built nonprofits. I'm like, that is so ridiculously aspirational to me. Another one was like a good friend who came on and talked about her dad's suicide. Another one was someone who came on and talked about being an angel investor in female founded companies. And so I was like, this woman doesn't even have a fact straight. And then I also was like, okay, you know, you need to look at the evidence because here's the thing. We always get to choose what evidence we want to look at. So we can collect evidence in one direction or another. So I could look at this evidence and be like, yeah, I am promoting myself as a life coach. And yeah, I've had a lot of guests who are life coaches. And yeah, we all have services where we charge people money. I mean, maybe this woman's right. I could totally collect evidence to support this. And then I could also think back and be like, yeah, like all these other people who think life coaching is just like super silly and not productive and blah, blah, blah. I could absolutely collect evidence to support this woman's opinion. Or I could collect other evidence. So what I ended up doing is I went to, because in my mind, I started thinking about actual tangible results that my clients have got over the last year. And I was like, this is the data or the evidence that I need to be collecting, right? I need to be collecting evidence around like, you know, my client who recently messaged me and said, hey, my business that I'm the CEO of, a CEO female founded company hit seven figures for the first time this year. I mean, like that's the evidence you need to be collecting, right? So I went into my membership community over at Momentum Mamas and I went into my mastermind community at Tenacious Mamas and I said, hey, let me know what um, I said, I'm doing some research for an upcoming episode. And I want to know what 
results, what tangible results you've gotten from investing in my services. And so I thought this would be interesting for you to hear because this is the evidence that I got. So I could have taken this woman's review and I could have used this evidence to support like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't talk about coaching or I shouldn't have so many coaches on or I shouldn't talk, I shouldn't charge money anymore. Everything should be free. Like I could have decided to do all sorts of things. But instead I decided to collect evidence that would support my mission. So I said, what are the tangible results that you've had in working within the Shameless Mom Academy in in any of our communities? So here's a few of the things that I got back as replies. I signed up for my first yoga teacher training. I wrote my first children's book. I started putting myself first in my life. I navigated an extremely tenuous divorce and custody battle. I went back to school. We actually had multiple mamas go back to school. I changed and upgraded my career. We also had multiple mamas do that. I negotiated a $12,000 raise. I got a big promotion I had been positioning myself for. I doubled my income. I made amazing new friends. I built a better marriage. I started an online business. I wrote a book. I started a podcast. We actually had, I think three, if not more people in our community start a podcast last year in just, just in Momentum Mamas. I found confidence in my body and did a life-changing boudoir photo shoot. I quit diet culture. I changed my business so that I'm working in my zone of genius and actually enjoying my work so much more. I outsourced domestic tasks and childcare. I fast-tracked a dream to move to our dream community four years earlier than previously planned. I ran my first half marathon. I had my first two public speaking gigs. I ran my first marathon. I took over my family business to be next in line to be the president of a bank. So I'm reading through these and I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I do what I do. And if someone else wants to come in and leave a bad review... I can't panic over that because I can't be responsible for that. So I have to look at the evidence that is in line with who I am, who I want to attract, my values, my core values, my mission, my message, right? So we have to be so careful about this and so thoughtful about it because here's the thing. When you decide to give someone else's opinion a lot of weight in your life, it comes at a cost of your time and your energy and your time and your energy are very finite. I mean, show me a mama who has a lot of extra time. Show me a mama who has a lot of extra energy, right? These are finite resources that we only have so much to give to so many people every damn day. Who are you going to give your time and your energy to? If I'm panicking over someone's opinion who is not a good fit for my community anyways, that is coming at the expense of the energy I could be providing to other people in the community who need my support, who want my service, who are desperately looking and eager to engage in content and engage in behavior change that will change the trajectory of their lives. So when I decided that I wanted to quit panicking over other people's opinions, it was because I wanted to be able to have enough inner peace that I could show up as my best self, my most powerful self, my most high energy, high vibe self for the people who are ready to show up for themselves, who are ready to put in the work, who are ready to make change, who are ready to be a better version of themselves and change their mindset and change their perspectives and evolve as women and as moms and as leaders. Oh my gosh, that's what matters, right? So I can't panic over other people's opinions until I can look really critically at something or a situation and identify, is this something that I need to change? Or is this something where I need to step back and recognize I can't control other people? All I can do is control myself. And if I control myself, 
in a way that is always in high integrity and that is always me showing up as resourceful and respectful and resilient and showing up as my most positive and purposeful and intentional self around how I show up in the world, the energy I put out there, the commitment I give to other women, moms, and leaders, then I know that I'm doing the right thing. If I decide that I'm going to panic over someone's opinion and that comes at the cost of protecting or teaching or leading other people, then that's a really poor choice on my part. That's going to make me lose out in the long run. That's going to compromise my business. That's going to compromise my integrity. It's going to compromise who I am and who I am in this space. And that's not worth it to me. So circling back, when I decided to quit panicking over other people's opinions, I had a lot of practice this year. I had a lot of practice. And that practice has been invaluable. And so some of you have given me opportunities to practice by giving me constructive criticism. And I've been able to make some changes and learn and grow as a result of that. And I thank you for that. That has been so valuable. And other people, not so much. Other people have yelled and screamed in my face and it has not been productive. And I've gotten so much better in both circumstances about not panicking, not being reactive, but instead being able to take a critical look and say, is this something I need to react to? Is this something I need to do something about? Is this an area where I need to learn and grow or not? Is this about someone else or is this about me? Is this about someone else's issues, struggles, problems that I can't manage anyways, even if I were to try? So those were the three things I tried to quit in 2019. I hope this has been really helpful and eye-opening to you. It's a little behind the scenes that I thought might be helpful in terms of how we look back at how we show up, how we meet goals, how we fail at meeting goals and still can find big wins. And so I hope you had some good takeaways from this because I felt like I had some good takeaways and I just couldn't not share those with you. So thank you for tuning in. And I want to know, send me a message or post on social media and let me know, what are you going to quit in 2020? What are you going to quit in 2020? Even if it's imperfectly, even if you just make a tiny bit of progress, but still impactful progress, I want to know, what are you going to quit in 2020? Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.